Hey guys, this is A Simple Fix and I'm your host, Olivia Yokobonis, Yoko for short. As a certified holistic health coach, I see firsthand how difficult it can be to decipher what is beneficial and what is unnecessary when it comes to wellness. Each week, I will discuss all things health and wellness, share my take on the latest trends, and provide simple fixes that make navigating wellness less complicated and more sustainable. I'm so happy you're here and I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Simple Fix. I am your host, Olivia. I'm so happy that you are here today. Before we jumped into today's episode, I wanted to do a quick introduction. I have my second podcast guest ever on the podcast today, and her name is Julia Martin of Dream Your Life. She is a manifestation and business coach, and I think she has the most incredible way of teaching what manifestation is and demystifying the entire concept of it to make it more understandable and effective for everyone. I had such an incredible time talking with her and learning more about manifestation and what it looks like in your everyday life. And I'm so happy to have her on the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Let's get into it. There we go. Okay, we're recording. (laughs) I'm so, so excited. When your team had reached out, I saw your email and it it was seriously perfect timing. And I mean, I'm so glad that we'll be talking about this because yeah. I, this is a conversation and a topic that I love and that I always want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. But there are so many different people and ideas surrounding mm-hmm. this topic. I was really hoping to be able to find somebody who is an expert in it. So when that email landed in my inbox, I was like, it read my mind. <laughs> Divine timing. I see it. Yes. I don't think the things like that are necessarily coincidences. I think you oh like kind God. of think about it and feel it. And then there are these little synchronicities that happen. Exactly. So I'm so happy to have you here today. Yay, I'd love to start off by just hearing a little bit more about you. I did all of my research and I think you're oh. amazing, but oh. I'd love for you to kind of just share who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, my name is Julia. I am a manifestation and business coach. Um, but And it's weird because I, I still kind of like almost hesitate when I say that because yep. for so long, my identity was really wrapped in, you know, I'm a mom and I work at these like prestigious tech companies. But there was a part of me, Olivia, that was always felt like something was misaligned like something was missing, like the world wasn't seeing the best of me. Like I wasn't tapping into really who I am or why I'm supposed to be here. And now I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I believe so wholeheartedly in manifestation and in the power that we all have to create our our lives. And so now to be able to teach that and coach people on that and help people do this intentionally with the tools that I have learned over the years. Um, It just feels so good. And it feels so good to say that that's what I do. Yes. And I love that, you know, you were kind of talking a little bit about the discomfort of of saying it. It's like, it feels weird to say it, but (laughs) once you have that, once you allow that to be a part of who you are and you claim it, you know, it just makes it that much better. So I love hearing that. And when it comes to manifestation and everything that I have learned, you know, I read the book by Louise Hay, the You Can Feel Your Life. 
Oh, that was yeah. kind of my segue into it. And it cool. was so powerful. And I really resonated with everything that she had shared and understanding how we have the power to, do, like you said, kind of create the life of our dreams and the life that we desire. And, yeah. and I think that there's a whole lot of this feeling of, of it being very uh, mystified and that mm-hmm. it has to be this, like that it's this woo woo uh, mm-hmm. kind of crazy idea when really in reality, it's, we carry that power in, in our tongue. We have the ability to speak that life and speak that death over ourselves and over other people. And so yeah. why, why is it odd? Why is it weird? Or why is it so out there to, speak life over ourselves and over Mm -hmm. the life that we desire and believe that it is going to be something that that can happen for us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's really the premise of of the conversation, at least Mm -hmm. for me is I'd love for you to be able to kind of create just this, a better understanding for people who might look at it. You know, I grew up um, Christian and like, and there are people who will have this conversation. They're like, no manifestation is of the devil. And I look and I'm like, but the Bible literally says that we carry that power in yeah. our in our tongue. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear you kind of to debunk and demystify yeah. this idea and really break make it, it down practical. Yes, make it practical. Break it down for us so that we can realize that it's accessible to anyone and everyone. Yeah, totally. And I, um, I'm also. I mean, I didn't necessarily grow up religious. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my my parents were both born. My dad was Catholic. My mom is Christian, but um, we didn't really practice religion in my family. But I always felt like um, I I longed to believe in something that was greater than me, yes. and. Um, I didn't really consider myself even spiritual, but I think even as a child, I was sort of craving that, like a a connection to, again, Mm -hmm. something bigger than me. Um, And I always felt it, but I just didn't know how to describe it. And to me, manifestation, I mean, really... Like, and I know you, you, you're saying it gets, it almost gets a bad rap because we see things trending on TikTok, like manifest the love of your life in three days, write it down, write his name down 33 times, three days in a row. And then poof, he appears. And of course, like when you see things like that, you're going to be like, come on guys, manifestation is a hoax. Like this is not reality. Things don't just happen like that. But, um, there is scientific like based evidence to support what manifestation really is or the way that I define it, which is um, really breaking it down into three steps, which is when you want something to happen, whether it's, um, you know, a dream that you have, something that you want to experience, something physical that you want to possess, you have to one first get clear on what that is. You have to ask for what you want. You have to claim it, decide it focus on it. The next step is you have to believe that it's possible for you. So oftentimes, and especially with, you know, I think a lot of the manifestation teachers out there, this is where you go into the inner work of really understanding all of the limiting beliefs that are holding you back from what you want and maybe telling you that you can't, something is not possible. And this, there's science to this too. There's something that happens in our brain when we believe 
something is possible. We are more likely to make it happen. It's this like one of my favorite quotes, um, Henry Ford, who, you know, revolutionized the auto industry. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. We end up <laughs> yes. proving ourselves right if we think it's possible. And you see this time and time again. I mean, one of the, a classic example of this is I think up until like 1960 years, I don't know the dates exactly, but no one had run um, a mile in under, I think it was like four minutes. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just like, it's impossible. It's humanly impossible. And then one guy did it. And the next year there was like 300 people did it. Yep. <laughs> we, we need to believe that something is possible in order to do it. So the second part of manifestation is believing, believing that what you want is attainable, believing that you are worthy of it, believing that it is, you know, something that you can maintain or have or acquire or experience. And then the third piece is maybe where more of like the spiritual, like woo comes into it, but it's, <laughs> It's all about your energy and uh-huh. your focus and your attitude and the whole, you know, like right. we've talked about for centuries, like the power of positivity. And it's not just like, oh, it feels good to be positive or it's good to be positive. It's when you are positive, there that's an energy and that comes back to you. So it's in the combination of asking for what you want believing that it's possible and being open and being positive and, um, you know, focusing on feeling good. That's kind of like the magic formula for making things happen in your life. Yes. Oh, that is so good. And I have these conversations with my clients so often about those limiting beliefs and how I love the quote that you said, you know, when you choose to believe this, that is the truth. Then that is the truth about your life. If you choose to believe that you're never going to make enough money. And if you continue to speak that over yourself and speak that over your situations, that is going to be the case because it's your reality. And the moment that you decide, no, I am going to speak that life and I'm going to allow my, my mind and my rewire my brain and allow these limiting beliefs to no longer conquer and take over my thoughts, your life changes. I think about the things that I have, have manifested in my life. And it wasn't because I, just because I thought happy thoughts, it was because I, you know, put that action and that effort towards it. And I took the time to rewire those thought patterns and those beliefs about myself and the lies that I believe about myself. And that is really, like you said, it's, it's, it's so simple. (laughs) It's not easy necessarily because people want to make it as if it's, you know, meet your dream man in three days kind of thing where they think it's instantaneous when it is a habit and it is um, consistency and intentionality in your thoughts and in your life. And you know what you said, you, you added one point there that I, I want to really emphasize and reiterate around the taking action, because that actually, you know, we think about manifestation and you see like the quotes, ask, believe, receive, which is what we were just kind of talking about. <laughs> yes. It, it needs to be ask, believe, receive and take action. Like you, the guy mm-hmm. is not going to appear, the vacation is not going to happen or the job is not going to appear, whatever it is that you're calling in without you taking some inspired action. So, um, but that looks, and I think the action piece is what can sometimes trip people up. Cause they're like, I don't know what to do. 
am I supposed to just, um, you know, like assuming you want to call in your dream job. It's like, well, I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to, you know, work on my limiting beliefs and I'm going to focus on being positive. Okay. Well, there's also the action piece. Like, you you know, you've got to apply for the jobs or you've got to network. Um, but the idea with action from this more spiritual perspective is allow the action to feel good rather than banging your head against the wall, you know, calling every single company and getting frustrated. What is something that feels good? Maybe it's just, you know, putting a post out on social media that you are looking for something like this and you were excited. And does anyone know of a position? Like that's when the opportunities end up coming to you. So taking action from a place of feeling good, from a place of being hopeful and continuing to take action and continuing to move towards the thing that things that you want without making it feel like it has to be hard. Yes. Yes. It sounds like it's from a place of hope rather than a place of desperation. Yes. When you're doing it out of that place that feels good. No, being desperate and and worrying and fearful does not feel good, but being hopeful no. and and at peace and dedicated and believing that everything that is for you will come for you or come to you, that is the place <laughs> that we all want to be at. And I'm sure that's what it was like for you starting this podcast too. If you oh had gosh. started this podcast, like I need to have this much, I need to have this many listeners. I need to make this much money. This is like what I like. It's like, Oh, to build something yeah. from that place versus I want to create something, make an impact. I have all these ideas. I want to share. I want to connect with people. There's something so much more open about that energy. And that's what comes back to you. That's where um, the manifestations start to happen. Yes, exactly. And I th- I love that you brought up the podcast because I think there are so many opportunities for people to step into their, their dreams and really take action. And I have thought about a podcast. I've thought about a YouTube channel for probably a decade. Really? (laughs) I have thought about like, oh, I could be a YouTuber. I could be a content creator, all of these things. And I let this fear and this feeling of inaction uh, keep me from doing it. And finally, one day, while I was really working on my, my thought patterns and my desires, I finally said to myself, Olivia, it's never going to happen if you don't do it today. Yeah. If you don't do it right now, it's never going to happen. And so I set these intentions of, I just want it to be a space where people come and they feel understood and they feel like they can relate to someone. I'm not looking at it as something that I'm going to monetize. I'm, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to you know hear other voices in, in these amazing wellness industries and... Mm-hmm be able to create that community. And because of that being the motivation and that coming from a good place rather than a place of desperation of, oh, mm-hmm. I need to make money. Oh, I need to yeah. you know have this many subscribers and this many listeners. Yeah. It has been a million times better right? than I would have ever imagined had I not had those right intentions and had I not just done it. And yeah. so hopefully to all the listeners, I hope that this is a message for them to the goals and the things that they're manifesting, what action are you not taking (laughs) that is preventing you from receiving it? 
And and I think another part of what you just said is starting before you're ready. You're never going to be quote unquote ready for a big thing like you know, putting yourself out there or going for the thing that you've been wanting to go for for 10 years. There's not going to be this perfect time where all of a sudden everyone's like, now is the time. It's going to be a decision, not a feeling. So you just have to decide to go for it. And then, then you, then you, then you start moving, then you start learning, then you start growing and evolving and the opportunity. But if you don't just make that decision to go for it, it's just going to pass you by another year is going to pass by and you're going to see mm-hmm. other people doing it and it's going to get frustrating. And there's to your point, there's just no better time than right now to do the things that you want to do. And that is a reminder that, you know, I was always saying to myself, Oh, well, I need a better camera. I have an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can shoot yeah. 4k on my yeah. iPhone. Yes. And so I, I set my iPhone up and I started doing video on my iPhone. And now I'll be ordering a new camera because I have found that I'm dedicated to this. And after doing it for what, 16 weeks now, I'm like, okay, I actually did it. And I didn't do it. I didn't make excuses. I didn't find ways to avoid just taking action and starting, like you said, starting before you're ready. And now I see the fruit of all of that. And it is just, it's so much more rewarding too, I would say, yeah, to take that leap before you know the next step and before you know where you're going to land, because you're going to land in the best places possible. Yeah. But you're never going to find that out. (laughs) And Olivia, (laughs) your podcast hit like the top 200 or something. Oh my gosh. In the US. Okay. I had no idea. Did you know that? Yeah. That like, is amazing. You, you've got you've got to go to Chartable. Like your your podcast is killing it. Oh my gosh. And it's amazing to hear because like I had no clue. Absolutely yes. no idea <laughs> because I'm just I'm over here just editing. Like I haven't even bought Final Cut Pro yet. Like I'm still doing iMovie. It's it's this idea oh that you don't have to have it all together and it be perfect no. for it to work out for you. And no. so that is just so encouraging. And I hope people yeah. can hear that and be like, okay, that's it. I'm starting my podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm and, starting whatever it is that they're dreaming of today. Well, and I think this is another piece of, of manifesting, which, um, you know, you think of manifesting to you. Well, we talked about TikTok, but it's like also a lot of people talk about just vision board, like create a vision board and manifest mm-hmm. the, the car and the home and all this. Yeah. And that's like a very, I mean, there's actually a lot of truth to it and it does work. And I'm not, I throw cars and homes and vacations on your vision board if that's what you want. Yes. But there's something so much deeper that might be missing, which is um, what we really truly want all of us is to feel something. And most of us want to feel fulfillment and happiness, right? And connection and love. And if we really think about all of the things we're trying to manifest, it's not the car. It's how we think the car is going to make us feel Mm -hmm. abundant, proud, happy, joyful. It's not about the amount of money it's how we think the money is going to make us feel. It's not about the career. It's how we think that job is going to make us feel. It's not even about wow. the love or the person. It's how we want to feel in that relationship. So when I think about manifesting, I 
I kind of think way past the material stuff and experiences. And I go to right now in this season of my life, how do I want to feel? You know, yeah. how, how do I want to wake up? And I think it changes. Like sometimes you might be going through a season where you're like, I just want to slow down. I want to feel expansive. I want to wake up and just have a slow morning. I want to be with my family. I want to take time for self-care. And there might be other seasons where you're like, no, I want excitement. I want to feel like impact. I want to be on stages. Yes. I want to feel like connected to people. I want to move. I want, you know, and so think about that. Like, where are you? And maybe the podcast is a vehicle to get you there. Maybe something else is. But if you attach more to that feeling, then all the, like what you're actually manifesting is going to be so much more fulfilling because that's what you right. ultimately want. Oh, that is such a good point because I do think about all the things that I write down and mm-hmm. that I am, you know, am creating affirmations surrounding. And it's always, it's not because I want more money just to have more money. I want more money so that I can have, you know, a better feeling of stability or that I yeah. can have that gratification of being um, somebody who is is extravagantly giving and, and yeah. it's the feeling rather than the item. I think that also is a really good way of determining what it is that you truly desire as well. Yeah. Um, you know, people are always saying, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and some people, you know, make jokes and they're like, oh my gosh, I manifested this and I didn't mean to. Or, and yeah. it's this, when you get to the bottom of it, of really understanding what it is that you desire and the feeling of these things that are going, that's going to bring it forth. I think that that is a really good way of looking at it because it, sometimes, yeah. you know, people want to just manifest a car and manifest a hundred thousand dollars. But what is that going, what is that going to do for you? Exactly. And then you, where you were just getting at too, is we end up manifesting not really so much from like our words or what we write down, but we manifest from our own feelings, which Mm -hmm. is tied into the beliefs. But if you truly want to manifest more freedom or flexibility in your life, how can you start embodying that now? Like tapping into that feeling. What does it feel like to be more free? How can you clear up space on your calendar? And this goes into the whole law of attraction, which again, maybe it's like a little woo for some, but this is a universal law. And you can go and like, if you, if you think Einstein was smart, like he studied this stuff, but it's, it's really that our thoughts are energy, our focus, our energy. Like when you say someone like I'm high vibe, you're actually vibrating at a higher level. And this is scientifically measured. We can we can scientifically Mm -hmm. measure the frequency of someone's thoughts to know, you know, are these positive thoughts that vibrate higher or Mm -hmm. low negative thoughts? And with the law of attraction, it just states that energy attracts like energy. So we are kind of like this giant human magnet and mm-hmm. we're always attracting things from that that point of where we are feeling so if we that's why the whole part of feeling good or better yet feeling grateful there's mm-hmm. no better yeah. way to attract abundance into your life than to feel grateful for what you already have you're basically putting out this 
message and this energy of like, I am grateful for what I have. So give me more things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Versus like, you know, I'm complaining about everything. Give me more things to complain about. Like the life is unfair. Show me more examples of how life is going to be unfair to me. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's exactly what, um, is it Rhonda Byrne and her, the, is it the, the secret? secret? Yeah. And then she's got like the magic also. Uh-huh. And I went through the magic and I did you all did? of it. Yes, I have it. And I still have my journals. And Oh my God, I it. love it. I didn't realize that you're oh like a true gosh. manifester. Oh, oh, I love it. And, and the, that message of gratitude has stuck with me so much. And I have, you know, I talk to my brother a lot about, about this and, he is somebody who I see his life. It's, it has expanded and he has had so much growth business wise, relationship wise, all these things. And the thing that he says, the one thing that he changed was gratitude. He would wake up in the morning and he would choose gratitude, even in the worst of circumstances. And I think that so many people have this idea that there's no place for gratitude in their life. There's no room for it because of their circumstances. And exactly like, really, you're telling me that because you know, you've got your student loan debt and you're, and you've got these certain things that are going on in your life that are difficult. Like you can still find a a space of gratitude in your life. And, um, and I have been challenged by that. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really hard when you're in that space to even go to gratitude Uh because we're not, you're not thinking as someone who is already feeling so grateful. And so I think like some, something that I think has worked, it works for people who are in a very, like, even I had someone on my podcast who got herself out of a deep depression Mm -hmm. and, um, you don't start by, you know, waking up and being like, I'm grateful for my life and I'm grateful yes. for all this wonderful stuff. It's how can you just start with one thing and just the goal being to feel a little bit better than where you do right now. We're not talking about going and becoming high vibe and like reaching for joy, but what about reaching for neutrality? Yes. Like <laughs> instead of, you know, waking up, I am miserable. What would it feel like to say, I want to wake up and I'm, I want to choose to find one thing today, just one thing in the entire day to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is the air in your lungs, or maybe it's, you know, someone smiles at you on the street or just the fact that you have a yes. roof over your head, but not feeling the pressure to all of a sudden be feeling incredible and so grateful, but just like it becomes this like very gradual emotional increase because that's what gratitude does. It makes you feel better. It's not only attracting more things into your life, but it's making you feel better in the moment. Yes, exactly. It's all about realigning your heart in a posture that is able to receive because when we are, you know, moping around, we're not going to receive anything. And, and I, 
I'm somebody who I'm not a fan of, you know, toxic positivity and this idea of like, oh, I'm, I'm depressed and I am struggling and people are telling me to like think happy thoughts. And I love that you said the idea of neutrality. And Mm -hmm. I often talk to my clients about this where I, we focus, we don't focus on the necessarily the opposite, but we focus on the truth. What is the truth? So if you're experiencing if there's a certain circumstance, what is the truth behind it? For example, a job. I hate my job. My job is terrible. I hate the people that I work with. But what is the truth about it? Well, the, my job is providing me to have a living wage. My job is providing me to be able to have weekends off and relax. Like Taking the time to just find the truth about it and the facts behind it, because it won't always be the, the case to say when you dislike your your coworkers being like, oh my gosh, I love my coworkers. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That's, that's not and the, yeah, and that actually that actually creates more resistance and actually can create some psychological damage too. If you're constantly lying to yourself and trying to feel something that is not in alignment with where you really are. Yes, it's like internal gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're totally. denying your you're denying your feelings and your emotions yeah. and and it's so much better to recognize them and choose to take, you know, the the better way of of rewiring them and finding a new um posture surrounding it and yeah. finding gratitude within it because once you find that gratitude, it's just it's it's like magic. It really is. When you find something to be grateful for, your life changes. <laughs> your it entire does. day is turned around and you feel less weighty. Yeah, and I think you can there's so many different applications for gratitude and like um I, I think there's there's like the the micro like frustrating moments. Like you're mm-hmm. sitting in traffic and you want to get to where you are. I actually will do this practice this all the time. And actually this was coined by Esther Hicks who wrote Ask and It Is Given. And I I love Abraham Hicks. Um, do you know Abraham Hicks? I know the name. Um, okay. Well, you're now you're going to see I'll it everywhere. <laughs> yes. I'm going to um, look it up for sure. Um, but so there's, there's a practice that's called the rampage of appreciation. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really a practice for when you're kind of like on the verge of like being bored or frustrated and you just want to feel really good. So for example, if you're driving in the car and there's traffic and you're late, pause, Mm -hmm. take a breath, and then start to look around and find like, well, just one thing to be grateful for. Just one thing. So maybe it's, okay, well, it's a blue sky, blue skies today. And it's been rainy and cloudy in LA. I love that the blue skies are back. And then you're like, where can this thought lead? Because it builds momentum. So you're like, blue skies... Oh, it's the end of May. It's we're getting into summer. I love summer barbecues. And then you're like, oh, you know, I'm grateful for summer barbecues. And I'm grateful that I'm invited to this summer barbecue this weekend. I'm grateful for my friends. Mm -hmm. I love that I have my community. I'm grateful for. And then all of a sudden, it's like one thing leads to the other. And then you're just like, I'm grateful for my life. And then all of a sudden, the traffic Mm -hmm. is gone. I mean, not not really, but like, you know, you are, you just, it makes you feel so much better. And then the mini frustrations and all this stuff isn't creating this resistance or cloudiness in your day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I think also for gratitude, and this this just happened for me, my um, son, my youngest son, who's two and a half, he was in an accident. Um, he's totally fine now, fully recovered. But he got, it was a pretty bad accident. He got hit by a car. We were in the hospital. And um, I am sitting there and as it's like every parent's worst nightmare and my husband right you know you're you're panicking you're worried like they're doing scans and all this tests you don't know what's happening and i I, the only thing that helped in that moment was being like i am so grateful that he's here breathing right now i'm so grateful my husband's Mm -hmm. here i'm so grateful for these hospitals look at the way they're Mm -hmm. taking care of them you couldn't be anywhere better i'm grateful he was wearing his helmet i'm grateful that you know, we, the ambulance got to us in two minutes. I'm grateful. And in that moment, it's like, I know, and I don't know if it, maybe it was a form of prayer too. And like, because again, he's fully okay, fully recovered, but it was exactly what I needed to do in that moment to make it okay. And if I had Mm -hmm. not done that, I probably would have had a heart attack. Like I, you know, there's just so much worry and fear and pain, like that gratitude was the only thing that really grounded me and kept me feeling okay and Mm -hmm. and like hopeful. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad that he is okay. And I mean, that's just a testament to how we can have a snowball effect in either way. It can be a snowball effect of, and you're spiraling down all these paths of negativity and of fear and of worry, or you can make the hard choice because it probably was difficult for you in that moment to be like, okay, I'm going to be grateful right now. Like, no, I want to scream and kick and cry. And And there's a little bit of everything, of course, but like, yeah. 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 And choosing to take that moment to be grateful, it created that snowball effect, which just, it, it helped ground you like you were saying. Yeah. And I, I also always think about, um, have you heard of the saying, um, worrying is just praying for something that you don't want? Oh my gosh. No, but I'm going to use that. <laughs> it's because when wow. we think about manifesting too, the more focus you put on something, um, the more energy you give something, the more you're amplifying it. Right. So if you focus on, I want to create a life I love, I'm going to think about like, there's, there's also like, scientific like our brains will do this like our reticular activating system in our brain will look for things that are going to support our dominant thoughts which is why when you know let's say you really want a a black jeep or something that's your dream mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're thinking about black jeeps and like this is your you're going to see black jeep all over your neighborhood because that's you your your brain is like <laughs> that's important to you and it's the same how in a crowded concert i'm sure if someone yells olivia from like all the like a mile away you're going to hear it you're not going to hear any other name but your brain is like i need to listen to that so what we're doing with our focus and our thoughts is we're telling our brain these are the things that are important and then it will look for things to support it so when we're constantly thinking about what we don't want through worrying we're actually going to start seeing it everywhere mm-hmm. and we're going to start manifesting it into our lives and mm-hmm. not to scare anyone. Like I still worry. I still have my own anxieties and fears, but yes, I'm aware of them and I catch them because I know what's happening when I spend too much time in that energy of thinking about it. Oh, yes, exactly. And we're just, it's, it's coming into agreement with those thoughts and it's affirming those thoughts. You know, we, 
we talk about affirmations and we talk about how we we want to have these positive thoughts and we want to have these thoughts that are going to you know provide a beautiful life for us but mm-hmm. if we can't recognize the pattern that it can go either way yeah we're never going to be able to kind of get out of that it is a a practice really and that yeah. it's not just something that is going to switch instantly and that in like one day you're going to be a completely different person and it's just yeah. like a muscle that you're working out you have to if you want to be a bodybuilder and you go to the gym once a week you're not going to get there. <laughs> it's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. And it's the same when it comes to manifestation and when it comes to mm-hmm. rewiring your brain and, and allowing this life of gratitude to fill your days. It's, it takes time and it takes yeah. consistency and intentionality. And so I'd love to hear kind of what your favorite kind of tactics and practices are yeah. when it comes to manifesting. And like, do you have a routine? What do you, what does your day kind yeah. of look like? You know, I, um, I used to definitely be more into the, um, like techniques and exercises mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. practices. I think at this point, it's more of like an embodied approach to just life. Like yes. I realize I'm, I'm constantly manifesting. So I'm very aware of my thoughts and my focus Mm-hmm. And I do things like gratitude and I think about what I want. And I, I do use vision boards. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of vision boards. I look at the whole of my life. So I don't just look at, you know, fun and leisure or just like experiences, but I think about my health. I think about my spirituality. Mm-hmm. I think about my family. I have three kids and yeah. a husband that I love dearly. And I think about what do I want for our family life? I think about, um, mental health, physical health, just all of the different areas that make up your life. And then I think, how could I just expand in these areas? So like silly things like on my vision board right now is like, I, I really want to do a handstand in yoga. It's just like, I I know it seems kind of silly, but it's just something that I I still can't do. I can stay up for like a second, you know, a second where I, mm-hmm. before I fall. So I have an image of someone, you know, doing a handstand in yoga and I look at it yeah. every day and I know that I'm going to manifest that. It becomes this motivating factor, but mm-hmm. it also like my brain is, is getting trained to believe like, okay, this is important. This is going to happen. Yes. yes. Um, and same with, I mean, even for career, like I, I, um, I use Pinterest for my vision board. And when I was back at, um, I was working at Twitter and, um, this is going back to what I was saying in the beginning, like I had built kind of manifested a career for myself, definitely manifested it, but I was like, this is everything I wanted, but why doesn't it feel right? Like it was just like, I had outgrown it and Mm -hmm. there was looking for something more And so I started looking on, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, which I think a lot of people don't know, right? We think about manifestation, the ask piece. It's like, seems so simple. Ask for what you want. And we're like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I want to live. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I used uh, this opportunity to like start looking through Pinterest. And I, I kind of knew that I wanted to do something like become an entrepreneur, build something. So I looked up like female entrepreneur aesthetic. And just kind of searched through images. And I saw this one image of this woman 
we, we could only see her back and there she was leading some kind of workshop. I had no idea what this was or what she, but everyone was sitting around holding pencils and pens. It was very vibey. They were on like pillows. And I had never really done a work, like been myself to a workshop, but I pinned mm-hmm. that because I'm like, there's something about that that just sparks something inside wow. of me. And I kind of forgot about this vision board. And then um, a year and a half later, I'd started the podcast and I had been a bunch of people had asked me, can you do like um, a manifestation session? So there's about 20 women that came here on my I, outside deck um, at my house. And I was set it all up with pillows and I'm standing there and I'm about to start. And I had the, oh my God, I think I pinned this moment. <laughs> and I went back and it was like, this is why a lot of people say about vision board. It's like, oh my God, I'm living in my vision board. It it was almost, it looked like the same angle. Like I was looking out at people. It was almost the same number of people. And this has happened so many times for me, but also for my clients and friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like these things, it, it will feel, you will know, you will know. You'll mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, this is exactly a vision board moment. Like people have actually, yes. I think in the secret, they talked about how the guy, John Asaroff, who was interviewed, um, he on his vision board had cut out a photo of a dream house from some magazines. Yes. And two years later, he's unpacking, finds his vision board and it's the exact house like uh-huh. that he pinned. He's moving <laughs> into it. The exact one. Yes. Um, and so this happens a lot. So, I mean, going back to your question, this is very long winded, but no, I, I do, I do use vision boards still, but more for, um, to be inspired, mm-hmm. you know, like not necessarily for, again, like the, the tangible things, but just to get inspired, like you want to look at an, a vision board and get excited about your future. Right. So I'm always like switching out images and being like, oh yeah, I would love to take my whole family on a really amazing, like glamping trip. And so I'll put one up, you know, and then <laughs> yes. even if it's not planned, it's just there. Um, I do practice gratitude and I visualize. So I, um, yes, visualization is like the way that I do this is I think about something that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just close my eyes and I put myself in first person and I just walk through it. It's like a, a it's a daydream. It's a really fun yes. thing to do. Like it's what we did when we were kids, you know? Exactly. Yes. And that is powerful. Like the more you can visualize, the more you're drawing it towards you. So that for man, manifesting techniques that really work, I'd say visualization is up there as like, number one. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I have a little app on my phone and it's, I, I think the app is called like attract and it oh, is a timer. Yes. And I'll just sit there and I, I love it because it really takes me out of my, out of just my normal pattern of thinking and, and say, you know, I'm, I'm visualizing having $10,000 come to me just yeah. in some way. Yeah. And I'm like, I think about like, what is that going to do for me? Yeah. And how is that going to make me feel? Yes. And what am I going to do with it that is going to benefit other people? Like just taking those five minutes and just dropping in and dreaming, 
literally yeah. daydreaming. And I love that you say that it's kind of like what we did as kids because yeah. I love inner child work. I love going back to kind of the, the basics of just who we are as humans. And that is a perfect description of it. And yeah. I also, I'm not sure I have, do you do any scripting ever? I think that that is something that I've enjoyed so much. I've got a little notion document and I go in and I'll pretend like it's just as if I'm writing a story. And it's like today, this and this and this and this happened. And I felt yeah. like this and this and this. And I'll close my computer and I'll be like, hmm, that's going to happen. Actually, here's a really good example of how this happens and how this works. So last year, I found this business course that I wanted to do. And I remember looking at it and I'm like, okay, it's like $2,500. I don't think that I can swing that right now. And I told myself, but I will do it. I will do it. And so I signed up for the waitlist for next year. And I got an email, I think in like maybe November, December of, of 2022. And I saw that, you know, like the prices are rising a little. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like what I, something that I can like invest financially in yet. But you know what? I'm going to keep an eye out. And then I remember writing it down in my journal of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this course. Or I, I think it was more generalized that I had found you know, business mentors and people who can pour into me and, and teach me everything that I don't know. And then that next day, I got an email that was saying how they're doing scholarships for people of color and women. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just apply. Why not? This will be fun. And I created an entire pitch deck. I had like, you know, I spent like four hours on this application. I sent it in. And then that night, I wrote in my scripting journal that I received this, this scholarship and that I have, that it's been something that has, you know, been a catalyst for my business growth and my personal development and all of this, you know. And then the next day, I wake up to an email saying that I was one of the 100 to receive said scholarship. And in, in my mind, I was just like, what? <laughs> that know? is amazing. That is and, a perfect example yes. of manifestation at its finest. And it just is the, the feeling behind it, the hope behind it, and the action behind it. And just doing it and, and taking those steps and then believing. Like, I remember finishing writing that. And I like was like curled up in my bed. And I'm like, there's literally no way that this is not going to happen for me. Like I believed yeah. it that much that yeah. and I, I continued to tell myself, like, there is no way that this is not for me. Yeah, like, I just don't believe it. And then that was the case. <laughs> well, that's I, what I love so much about that, too, is like that story. You, there was no resistance that came in and resistant thoughts like we, everyone, you know, we talk about this, how we are our own worst enemy or we are our biggest mm -hmm. blocker. And um, I have one just like fun manifestation story. But like when yes, I was in please. when I was in high school, I was um, obsessed with the TV show Friends. You know, Friends. <laughs> yes. um, like obsessed with Jennifer Aniston and just like loved that show so much. And I had a coffee table book that showed all the backstage um you know, like actors and like what, what it looked like, all the scenes. And I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit on the orange couch and I'm going to talk to all the actors and actresses yes. and um, become friends with them. And like, that's just, it's just happening. And everyone be like, no, you're not like, it's really hard <laughs> to go 
even watch the show live, let alone go backstage. And I was just so we were in LA. I'm from Northern California. And I was like, mom and dad dropped me off at this studio in Burbank. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going backstage. And I figured out a way. There were lines of people who had flown in from all over just to maybe get a ticket. I was went backstage, sat on the orange couch, talked to all like I didn't end up talking to Jennifer Anderson, but I had a conversation with like David Schwimmer and sat on that orange couch and watched the whole thing. And I say oh. share this because it was that same feeling like for some reason, and I was visualizing actually because look. Looking at that coffee table book, I mean, I would look at it every night. Like, I just remember yes. thinking, like, and picture myself there. I was, I was visualizing probably for a year. But by the time I got to the studio, I'm like, well, it's, I, I know it's going to happen. Like, I've already been there. And then when I was actually there, it didn't even feel like that big of a deal. And I told, you know, my parents and, um, and, you know, people who were like, couldn't believe it. Yeah. But it didn't even feel like, because to your point, you just knew, like, I knew it was going to happen. And that's mm -hmm. what I think a lot of us lose is when we're younger, we don't have as many self-limiting beliefs, but we pick these up over time. And those are the things, if I had just thought to myself, like, Oh no, it's way too hard. There's no way, you yeah. know, all the reality of the situation it would have never happened. But I was so determined that I believe that I was supported in the what this is maybe getting spiritual, but I I think that the the little synchronicities happened and the person on their golf cart who mm -hmm. gave me a ride, who all that, you know, all these things happened mm -hmm. because I believed that it would. Yes, exactly. And even kind of, you know, taking that spirituality piece, I think that. For me, it's the belief that, you know, you can call it God, you can call it the yeah. universe. Like, yeah, it cares for us and it yeah. loves us and it wants the best for us and it has the best for us. And it's our job to put ourselves in that position to receive it. Yes. And if we continue to spend every single day believing those things that are limiting and believing the worst of our lives, there's no room for us to receive it. Yeah. And, and so I just, I love that that like, is such a good example of like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it and I'm doing mm -hmm. it. And you took those steps, you yeah. like, you know, you pushed past your parents being like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And you went for it. And, and I think there's this, I think a lot of people on social media lately have been having this like idea of being delusional and saying like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm like reaching for the stars and I don't care who thinks I'm crazy, who thinks I'm wild or delusional. Like I'm going for it. And yes. And I I I think I think the word is hilarious just because, yeah. you know, like let's be delusional. But it's yeah. it's the truth where yeah. Nobody oh, is else that is a, going to believe it as, as much as we will. For ourselves. Is that, is that really what's trending right now? Like being, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, I'm not like hip with all these like <laughs> oh manifesting God. things. It's I okay. love that. <laughs> so is this yeah. replaced the lucky girl syndrome thing? Yes. Yeah. So it's okay. kind of like, yep. Yeah. It's like all in that same, that same vein of, of going from, you know, the lucky girl, like everything works out for me to mm -hmm. like, I'm delusional and I'm just going to go for it. And what's going to happen is going to happen. And it's going to be the best thing for me. And like, just believing really, because I, I think 
some people could have looked at me when I was laying in my bed and being like, yeah, I'm going to get the, like, I 100% believe that this, and they're like, well, there's a 99% chance. Like, or like, there's like, you know, 50, 50. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's yeah. 100%. Yeah. And they could say, Olivia, you're being delusional. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm actually just <laughs> being or, <hopeful. laughs> or, you know, what people love to do is say, I'm going to jinx it by, by acting like it, or I don't, yeah. want to get my hopes up. And this is something that I think we're taught as like little kids, like don't get your hopes up because you don't want to uh-huh. be disappointed if it doesn't happen. And the problem with that is one, when we think about manifesting, not getting your hopes up means you're actually praying for the other thing or you're expecting uh-huh. and what you get what you expect. So yes, <laughs> it doesn't help. But also what ends up happening is you're like disappointed twice. You're mm-hmm. let down by not getting wow. your hopes up and then you're let down again versus, okay, let's say it doesn't happen and you get your hopes up, you're let down once, mm-hmm. right? Why prolong it? So I'm like, F it, like get your yes. hopes up for everything. Okay. Yes. You might get let down, but that's better than feeling like it's not going to happen and being let, being let down the whole time. Yes, exactly. Oh, that is so good. I mean, it's even kind of the same in the same vein as worry and how mm-hmm. if you're going to worry, there's, there's no point that you should, you should wait until it actually happens yeah. <laughs> for it to actually be something that you worry about or that you think about, because yeah. right now you're just allowing it to be something that takes up all of that space. And in the end it could happen because you yeah. were making you were thinking about it so much that it did. Yeah. In the end. And all, and also it usually is that the worrying or the fear is more painful than the experience itself (laughs) too. (laughs) So it's like the dread and you're like, Oh, and then it happens. Okay. That wasn't that bad. Or, you know, but like it is putting yourself in that emotional state is, is more detrimental than actually just like letting go. Even if the thing happens that you don't want to happen. Yes. Totally. I, I have another question for you when it comes to kind of what you do with your clients. So you are a manifestation and a business coach. And yeah. I feel like those two things oh, go so well together. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> so I'd love to hear more about like what it is that you kind of how you support your clients in yeah. their businesses and in their mindset and in life. Yeah. So it's interesting because I I was in business development and and sales um, Mm -hmm. for for 15 years. Um, Part of it at Google and part of it Twitter. And I've talked about this before, but um, or on my podcast, I always thought it was really interesting that like what they would tell you in business is things like it's a numbers game or it's, you know, Mm -hmm. this is how you have to do things or you have to work really, really hard and put in all these hours, all these things that are very like masculine as the approach, but also Mm -hmm. just went so against my own belief system and what I had seen actually work in the world and in my reality. And so even when I was at these tech companies in business development, in sales, I was always manifesting. Like it was not a numbers game. It was an energy game to me. Like I... And I, and I don't say this to boast, but I was always at the top of our sales leaderboard and people would be like, I don't understand, but you don't even 
send that many emails? Like, look at our CRM. Like, how is she? Also? <laughs> and I'd be like, because what I'm doing, I would visualize, I would focus on the end result. I would focus on the connection. I would be present. I would never complain mm-hmm. when we'd get quotas. I would never complain in meetings. Wow. Like I was very aware of my thoughts and my focus and my energy. And, um, and also, you know, like techniques, like writing down the number that I would want and not focusing on how I was going to get it and not worrying to everything we're saying, not worrying about not getting it, but just Uh believing that it was, that I would always come up ahead, even if it came in the 11th hour. And same with teams that I manage, like that was always my mentality and approach. Um, and so when I started my podcast, um, which is Dream Your Life, it it started as kind of like how you were saying you started yours. It was this like mm-hmm. tug to create and to share what I knew about manifestation with the world or in some form. I didn't yes. care if one, listen, one person listened or more, but I'm like, there's so much that I want to talk about here. I'm so passionate about it. It was um, beginning of 2021. You know, there was still, there was just a lot of people I felt like could really use what I thought was like this ultimate life hack. And, um, and then people started reaching out to me slowly just on, um, you know, manifesting tips and techniques. And then people started asking me to coach them on the side. Um, so I started coaching on the side, but mostly like manifestation. And then that turned into manifestation and business coaching. And then all of a sudden, the majority of women who were coming to me were women who wanted to start businesses and um, start something. And I think Mm -hmm. at this same time, like 2021, there's this like awakening that's happening um, that I think COVID sparked a lot of, but this like wanting more and wanting to create something of our own. And we're all, all of a sudden seeing how, or a lot of people um, just working from home, the flexibility, like that kind of thing and thinking, okay, could I do something on my own, either on the side or full time? And so I started helping a lot of women do this, start businesses, service-based businesses. I even have, I mean, I have a client who owns a toy store. I have brick and like every Mm -hmm. kind. And it didn't matter. I didn't need the experience. At first I was like, I don't know e-commerce. Like my specialty is in business development ads. Like, I don't know if I can help someone. But I realized very quickly with all of my clients, it almost behooved me not to be the expert because Mm -hmm. it allowed me to ask those questions that they needed to answer for themselves. And Um, and manifestation, it's not like industry specific. Like these are tools that you can use in any kind of industry, in any kind of work. Um, but then I realized, um, this was about after I went full-time into coaching, um, and started some group programs that a lot more women were wanting to build their own coaching businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like I did and saw a space for mentorship and um, kind of this idea of like just br- looking forward, helping people create lives that they love. And maybe yes. that there's, I think that there's a, a, definitely a space for 
therapy, but coaching I see is very different. Whereas therapy, I think is much more looking back and resolving and healing wounds and trauma. Like Mm -hmm. coaching is looking forward. And I think that's a lot of women need that today and are seeing that, okay, maybe I invest some money in myself and in creating a life that I love, getting accountability, getting tools, having the space for someone to pull out those answers from within me that I've just seen this real shift happening. I think you're Mm -hmm. seeing it too. Yes. Um, Where it's actually, I don't think the coaching industry is as saturated as people say, because I think there's, there's more people that need good coaches than ever before. And so- all of that to be said, now I really work with women who want to build a coaching business um, for themselves, either full-time or on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been so fulfilling because I use manifestation and business strategy and then all the things that I did to build my yeah. own coaching business, um, start a podcast, like all these things right. that I think so many of us want to want a place to do it, but it feels very daunting and overwhelming when you're just looking online. You're like, how the hell do I start this? Like, yes. where do I even, what do I even do yes. to get started? Completely. And I feel like you're a perfect testament of taking your skills and the things that you love and making a business out of it. I mean, I, I am a marketing girly <laughs> first yeah. and foremost, and yeah. I never would have been able to see how my absolute love and obsession of wellness was going Mm. to translate with like my skills of marketing and being able to put it together to create a business for myself. And it just, it blows my mind how when we just take the next best step, it, everything falls into place. And when we trust and believe that our skills are there for a reason and our passions are there for a reason, that there is a space you're going to be filling that space that is empty because nobody else can fill it. So yes, and you, no one, say, yeah, and no one has a voice like you. No, you are mm-hmm. 100% unique, and um, that's what is so cool too. Is like when you can really step into authentically who you are. You don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing because right. you are going to attract people because you are your unique person with your own experiences and perspectives. And no one on the planet has ever had that. No one is you. No one is you. Exactly. Oh, and I, I think the other thing that you had mentioned that I loved um, was kind of your perspective surrounding coaches and you know, I love therapy. I, I yeah. have had my same therapist for like three, four years now, yeah. and she's amazing. And I tell people, I tell my clients, I am not a therapist. I am not your therapist. Yeah. I am a coach and there is a difference. And I always give this analogy. You're in a dark yeah. room and you are trying to find the exit. You're trying to find the door and you can't find it. A therapist is maybe somebody who will grab your hand and like guide you to said door. A coach is somebody who's going to shine the flashlight on the doorknob and you're going to put the work in and walk yourself over there and open the door and come out. So I'm the support here for you. You always have the answer. It's always within you. And sometimes you just need somebody who's going to listen and who is going to ask those follow-up questions and dig a little deeper. And every single time, every one of my sessions, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I did have the answer within me. It was just kind of piled underneath all of this mess Mm -hmm. that I wasn't able to get through myself. And so 
when it comes to people who have this desire and this idea of wanting to coach and wanting to do something with their passions and with their skills, yeah, there is space for you. There is one yeah. billion percent space yeah. for you. And and even if you feel like there isn't, make space. Squeeze yeah. in. I think one of the other things that we we can't like that I think is just really important about coaching that um, may not seem like like it's that big of a deal or it's not um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, it's the accountability piece. Mm -hmm. So when we like as human beings, like we can have ideas and dreams and want to make something happen it's a lot harder to just stay accountable to yourself because your ego, because the limiting beliefs, because you don't have the right equipment and then you put it off and something else comes along and then you want to do this yeah. and then blue this. When you have a coach that you're meeting with weekly and you tell them, I want to start a podcast, you have someone every week that is going to check in on you. Yes. And <laughs> we can't dismiss the fact that that is really a huge piece of it. Like mm -hmm. that is a, the accountability have, even if I had like, and I have a coach right now too. And sometimes I tell her, um, just the fact that we have the call on the calendar gets me to do things like mm -hmm. I, you could sit here and not that, not to undermine what she does, but like she could sit here and say nothing. And it's just yep. like me knowing that we have this and that she's going to hold me accountable is enough. Mm -hmm. Like exactly. that is worth the investment right there. So um, I think to your point, it's pull, It's the coach who pulls the answers from within you, knows what questions to ask, helps you get from point A to point Z with like a plan and tools. Mm -hmm. But it's also the coach that's going to sit there and make sure you're on track and doing the things that you said that you're going to do. Right, exactly. And and I think that even the that piece of, it's an investment. It's not just, you know, your time and your energy, but it's your money too. And I have, yeah. I have a, um, a health coach who really has supported me in, in managing my chronic illness. And if I'm going to pay $225, I better be doing the work. Oh yeah. <laughs> I better be doing, you know, what it is that we agreed upon. Because if I go again, and I'm like, oh, I actually didn't get any of this done. I didn't start, you know, doing this and I didn't start taking these supplements. It's a waste. Yeah. And nobody wants to waste any time, any money ever. Right. <laughs> so, and that's also I, why, yeah. that's also why um, sometimes it might seem like coaching is a huge investment. You're like, why is this so expensive? And it's like, actually that it, it's a disservice to the, the person, the coachee if you're undercharging, because would you be doing all the things if it was $5 a session? Right. Exactly. Probably not. <laughs> or, or maybe you'd like skip a few times or you wouldn't show up with the same energy, but if you're like, I am paying this much per session, I'm going to get my money's worth. And that's mm -hmm. where the transformation happens. Yep. Yep. I've had, I've had clients who I would, you know, cut a deal with and, they don't show up. And now, and I've now understood and seen, I'm like, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Not because I yeah. don't want to be uh, kind and, yeah. and generous, but because yeah. people will take advantage. They don't, they don't value it as much yeah. as if it was a little bit of a sacrifice. If it yeah. was a sacrifice, but whether it was time or money, that investment that people yeah. make 
is is very important when it comes to that coaching piece. And and I mean, even I feel like it kind of ties it all back to to that manifestation. You have to be intentional and you have to put that time and that energy in or else you're not going to receive that back. And nothing, I always say this, nothing good in life is easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally nothing. And and if there are things that you're coasting with and that that seem really easy, you might want to take a look and see how you can level it up a little bit Mm -hmm. and make it a little bit more of a challenge because that's where the reward is. I have absolutely loved yeah, talking with you. Yeah, me too, Olivia. Thank this you so, so much for having me on. This has been yes. such a pleasure. You are such a light. You are oh, such a, it's no, I mean, it's it's so obvious why your podcast is doing so well. There's <laughs> like, I, you, you have really, um, a really magical energy about you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm so excited to be able to, you know, have everybody listen to this. I'd love to hear where everybody can find you, your podcast, yeah. your social yeah. media, your yeah. websites. And yeah. um, of course, I'll link it all in the show notes, but let them know as well. Yeah, I could. So I'll be brief, but uh, my um, my podcast is called Dream Your Life, Manifest a Life You Love. Um, uh, I, you can find me on Instagram at Dream Your Life Now. And um, I have a program called Dream Your Biz that will be launching um at the end of June. And this is for um, the woman who wants to use manifestation and proven business strategy to launch a coaching business in 12 weeks. So it's a a group program. I'm really excited about it. This will be the second round that we do it. And it's just um, the ladies who leave it. I mean, we're getting, we're getting clients in like week three. um, Cause I also think like to be a coach, you have to start coaching. It's not yes. just about like um, reading and listening and watching videos, mm-hmm. um, but we start with pro bono clients and um, yeah, it's, it's my little baby right now. So um, oh if that's gosh. something that anyone is interested in becoming a coach or seeing what it's about, um, I'll send you the link for that too. But yes, well, thank you so oh, much, thank for, you so much for coming Olivia. on. Yep. Thank yes. you so much. It was so great to meet you and I'll be cheering you on you. as well. I'll talk well, to you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of A Simple Fix. Be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Olivia Yoko Health. And if you're interested in any of my coaching services, you can learn more and get in touch with me on OliviaYokoHealth.com. Talk to you next week.